Marta. Ay, 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 hola, ay, cariño. Hola, amor. And welcome to Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast where two idiots talk to each other. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot them with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. I'm Eileen. And this podcast, us best friends, we watch a Latinx horror movie every week and then we sit down and we fucking talk about it and it's the fucking best it's the highlight of my day truly like it the other is. the other day we were both feeling kind of down and by the end of it we were feeling a lot lot better a podcast day i've been usually waking up and i'm just like i'm cranky but <laughs> we do this and i'm looking forward to it because i yeah. think it'll lift my spirits i'm excited absolutely and in this movie in particular what a fun time we we're gonna get into this uh, as we go on. Yes, there were fun moments. Uh, I well, let's talk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. This week, uh, I picked a movie, and mm -hmm. I picked a movie from Cuba. Hey, we went into the Caribbean this time. Love it's it. the only horror movie that I have found in my research of horror movies from Cuba. It is called Juan de los Muertos. Juan of the Dead, if you Juan will. Juan of the Dead. Like Shaun of the Dead, but... Like Shaun of, of the, the dead, dead, but you're Juan. Uh, <laughs> so, Johnny, me... why don't you tell us a synopsis about this film? Here is our wee synopsis. After the dead rise and start attacking the living, Juan starts a zombie-killing business until he has to save his small band from being eaten. This movie came out in 2012. It's directed by Alejandro, Alejandro Burgues. Right off the bat, I'm going to let you and everybody know there is a lot of political undertones in this that I am not well versed enough in Cuban history and politics to have been able to like I read a bunch during the movie and stuff to try and keep up and even then I was like I need to have a history degree in from Yale to know how to do this you know we have a basic knowledge of it yeah, yeah, but yeah. this is deep stuff yeah and is presented with like a subtle touch throughout the movie. Yeah, it's never uh, outright like, this is about American relations with Cuba, or this is about right. the Cuban government and its effect on people, but it is about that. Yeah, and I can imagine like Cuban audiences watching this movie and just like rolling in the aisles Loving because it. they would catch everything. Yes. So, agreed. Also, another thing, this is technically a horror comedy. So, like, uh, you know me, I, out of the two of us, I go for the lighter fare. And Johnny <laughs> likes to send us Just into the pit of despair. So. Let's go to the depths. <laughs> okay, so let's let's hit the road, Jack. and Let's go to Cuba. Let's go to Cuba and meet Juan de los Muertos. Vamos we no. open in a beautiful shot, uh, top shot of a man lying on a raft in the beautiful sea it's clear it's gorgeous uh, he's just it's a dream so we as we zoom in closer to him we're definitely getting ready for maybe something to pop up and somebody something does pop up it's mm -hmm. a fun diver friend this is lazaro his bff they're hanging out on this raft and and lazaro asks huang hey, why don't we paddle to Miami? And Juan's like, nah, dude, you go to the U.S., you got to fucking work. You got to fucking deal with the man. And I'm happy living in Cuba, 
collecting like los taínos los taínos are the indigenous people of the caribbean which you find in cuba and puerto rico he's like i'm a collector como los taínos something always shows up i hope i'm not mistaken but i think that's a big mindset when you're from cuba because for a long time they didn't get to have pleasures in a normal like you don't get to overindulge because that's not the communist living you kind of have to go and pick and be smart and like you know mm. that kind of thing but also you know how to get it and to like be a game player about mm -hmm. it which is also definitely the kind of person that juan is as we see in the movie goes down he's like He's an idea man. He's like, mm -hmm. this is going to get us money. This is going to get us this. This is going to get us that. And that's what you had to do. You had to be on your toes or else you'd die penniless and without anything. Yeah. So interesting, too, that uh, his best friend's name is Lazaro, which mm -hmm. in I guess in English would be Lazarus, which is mm -hmm. I don't know much about religious history, but he rose from the dead, didn't he? Yes, he did. All right. He, great. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Wow, I think so. Well, I think? I don't know. Listen, Let us know on Twitter. Bad, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> bad religious. Yeah, tell us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, and tell us if we're bad religious people, which we definitely are. Yeah, um, there's, that's for Another sure. thing he says is, I'm a survivor. I survived Mariel. I survived Angola. I survived El Periodo Especial. So the Mariel boat lift from April to October of 1980 is was a mass immigration of Cubans from the Mariel Harbor to the United States. If you were a refugee from Cuba, you were referred to Marielito, which is what me what you were on one of those floods of people and rafts and stuff coming to the U.S. I, there's a movie that I absolutely love called The Perez Family. Oh, you and, totally made um, me watch that. With, yes. With, uh, with literally nary a Cuban. Yes, it's nary a Cuban actor <laughs> in it, but they all play Cuban people. Angelica Houston plays a Cuban woman. Marisa wow. Tomei plays a Cuban woman. Isn't... Alfonso, uh, Alfonso Molina? Alfonso Molina. Al Alfonso Alfred Molina. Molina. Alfred. Isn't Raul Julia in it? Am I no. crazy? Wow. Nope. You made that up. <laughs> he should have been in everything, though. Uh... Yes. King. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Alfred Molina, also amazing, perfect. Mm -hmm. But also, if I'm not mistaken, of Spanish descent. Like, sure. I know that he speaks Spanish and everything, pero yo creo que I think he's from Spain. Anyways, in that movie, one of the, like, side characters is always like, ese Marielito, que se no sé qué, y ese Marielito, blah, blah, blah. And I was, and I always was like, what the fuck is a Marielito? And here it is. Nice. So that's what my Mariel is. When he references Angola, in 1975, Cuba sent combat troops in support of the Communist Aligned People's Movement for Liberation of Angola after the outbreak of the Angolan Civil War. And that lasted for a really long time. There were like 38,000 Cuban troops there for a while. And there's a whole mishmash of stuff that is about communism and non-communists and civil war. I didn't go fully in, but you know, but if that interests you. You know, these were things that I had no idea about. And I also I... looked up and was just so surprised. And also, are we supposed to assume that Juan went 
to Angola? No, he probably was not part of that. He just survived the the, the period, I suppose. Uh, maybe, or maybe he went. Quien sabe? Yeah. But and, this and was really back. informative to me. I had no Absolutely. idea. So little history lesson here. Yeah. Finally, he has survived Mariel. He has survived Angola. And he has survived the special period, el periodo especial. And what that was, it's the special period in time of peace was an extended period of economic crisis that began in 1991 to about the year 2000 uh, due to the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Because, you know, again, communism and all that stuff, that went down, so Cuba suffered for it. And Venezuela was actually the one that kind of started bringing Cuba back once Chavez took over. But that was all, like, not good, too, I'm pretty sure. And sure. also... Uh, by the year 2000, once Putin started getting in, in the biz, that's when things started getting better with Russia between Cuba again. And so, probably bad news, I'm gonna say. So anyways, El Periodo Especial was particularly bad in Cuba. That's when, like, literally people were standing in lines and, like, for hours for a bar of soap and that kind of shit. And, like, shit. super bad that's what gave cuba that like bad name for a while i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure still the most beautiful country because so gorgeous after juan says like i've survived all these things if they give me a chance si me dan un hilo i'm gonna take it and that's i think the cuban livelihood is if there's a chance i'm taking it so that i can keep surviving that's why people like took chances on getting on rafts in the middle of the open ocean oh to God. go to Florida to get away from Fidel Castro. Mm -hmm. That's why like there is a survivor mentality that Cubans hold, I think, very close to themselves. While he says that, he's flinging a little line into the sea and he's like, see, I got something already. Things are looking up, buddy, to his friend Lazaro and he pulls in a dead body in a prison suit it seems like they're like oh this, uh, this seems bad news and they go to grab that little head of his and that body comes alive and it is a zombie lazaro shoots it with his harpoon right to the head effectively killing him and they're both like let's keep this to ourselves like nobody needs to know that which i was like girl tell somebody that is crazy to me like this, so I was confused at the top because I thought, like, are they in the thick of the zombie outbreak already? Because when he says sobrevi Mariel, me sobrevi Angola, periodo especial, and then he says y la cosa que vino después, and I'm like, what does, what is that? That's what I thought. I was like, that's oh, what so I we're, thought we're too. In the zombie outbreak, but that is not the case. So as they head back to land. We hear fucking dope Cuban music and yes. we just see like a montage of like, we see El Malecón and the neighborhoods and all this like beautiful little pieces of life is what you're seeing, mm -hmm. particularly in Juan's neighborhood. So we like, we see that Lazaro chases a guy that owes him money who's like gambling on the street and he's like, fuck you, <laughs> Nanny is mm -hmm. I believe the mm -hmm. man's name. A little boy comes up to Huang and he's like, my dad is better than you. <laughs> and then Juan turns around and is like, your dad's a sodomite. And I was like, oh, 
Okay. Okay. This whole montage here. So, okay. Lazaro going after Nenny. So, something's up there. Juan straight up telling this kid that his dad is a sodomite. And then he very kindly helps this old lady, Yayi, to like bring her stuff upstairs into the building that he lives in. He lives on the roof of this building. But they get yeah. into the elevator. No te vayas a aprovechar. <laughs> she, so <laughs> the elevator stops in between floors because it's malfunctioning. So he's like, okay, Yayi, because I'm going to help you. Because they live in a shitty Right. It's, area it's a shitty it's old. A bad... It's run down. So he's like, let me help you up. And she says, don't take advantage. And no he does. He like he he lifts her up there and grabs this old lady's ass to push to push her up. I don't think he it was to aprovecharse. I think it was because he was literally like, what else is he gonna push her? Like sure. And it, it was it, to push the butt, and she was like, me tocaste la nalga. <laughs> and he, my his butt. his response to her is like, I couldn't help myself, you know, which yeah. he was joking, but it's like okay, sodomite to the dad grabbing the ass of the the viejita then he sees these two ladies coming downstairs and he's like i saw you through the open window so basically admitting to them that he was spying on them fucking mm -hmm. lazaro walks up and is like oh yeah ladies juan told me about that and i couldn't help myself i had to jerk off <laughs> he doesn't say this to he says this to the ladies and i'm like Five minutes I into this movie, here we go. We're not supposed to fully... We're, he's supposed to be a scoundrel. He's Absolutely. supposed to be like a low-life dude that is just doing anything to... Anything, but also barely anything to survive. He's like, I'm going to get away with whatever I can just so that I can be as comfortably as I can. I want to have the easy life. I want to chill and drink rum. Exactly. So Juan, uh, once they meet all these people, they get upstairs to their rooftop, which honestly, again, very similar to Tigers Are Not Afraid. Yeah. Another like fun hangout area. I would, uh, he has a hammock there and like empty bottles of rum everywhere. And like the view, it's not bad. Oh, it's gorgeous up there. It's again, like a kid's dream. He just happens to be like a 40 plus year old man. But I don't think it's just a it's like that's where he lives is on yeah, top of this absolutely. building. Yes. Uh, but it is gorgeous up there. The view, you can see like the sea and all of Alana and it's mm. just absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Once we get to the rooftop and we're, we're like here, we've established who Juan is. Juan de los Muertos, we get the title card. Yeah. We see Juan looking through a telescope, seeing more of his neighborhood. We see China and Primo, uh, and they're like fighting with somebody when she's like, look at this watch you're having. And China is trans, and Primo, I can't tell if he's her pimp, her boyfriend, or her brother. Honestly, maybe it was her fucking cousin because they call him Primo through the whole damn thing. I mean, thing. maybe, maybe it maybe wasn't just Primo. I liked this introduction of these characters through the telescope. That was Me a too. cool way to kind of introduce us to La China and Primo. And then we also cut over to California, which is what I California. called him. Which is, uh, Me too. That's Lazaro's 
handsome son. ass son okay i had a problem with the hair because it was a little too long and i'm like bitch get a haircut i love but the I, hair. that's just how i of course again johnny i bet you what you're gonna say is lovely head of hair uh <laughs> i told eileen this so many times though it's because i'm losing my hair so like you could have a fucking mullet and as long as it's thick and full and beautiful i i'm just gonna tell you what a gorgeous head of hair. <laughs> we have seen some pieces of work on top of oh, people's yeah. heads. And Johnny will still be like, ah, luscious golden locks. Because what I would like... give for that, just those luscious locks, you know. No, anyway. For me... <laughs> You gotta cut that head of hair, but he is definitely incredibly attractive. Mm -hmm. So we see, we see Lazaro's son, California, kind of like talking up a lady at on a park bench. But I think he's like trying to rob her or like trying yeah. to play her or something because Juan is like, don't you wish something better for your son? Like your kid should have a better life you know than this like this is not the life you should be leading and then lazaro says well at least he's here with me in cuba Oops. which and we get a, a touch of like pain in juan's face and we're like oh something something is afoot with the family in juan's life mm -hmm. so we see that juan goes to his ex-suegra's house his ex-mother-in-law's house and he's like, knock, knock, knock. Hello, how's it going? Uh, and she's like, oh, God, you're here. And he's thank like, God, thank I'm goodness. not your mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness you're not my son-in-law anymore. And he's like, yeah, well, you know. Great to see you is... too. <laughs> yeah, I love ya. And then we hear from inside the house, someone say, abuela, quien es? And Juan's face lights up and immediately you're like oh that's his kid it's absolutely his daughter camila who has the most spanish accent she's just i was like whoa 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 <laughs> whoa but this is this movie was a cuban and spain joint venture so yes. i guess that makes so sense they were like, let's have one actor be from Spain. Mm -hmm. So we find out that things in Spain where her and her mom live aren't going very well. So she's planning on going to Miami with her mom to start over, basically. Mm -hmm. Juan is like, please don't do that. I love you. How can I prove to you? And you can tell that their relationship is very strained. Yeah. And she looks down on him like Ooh. you're a scoundrel you do whatever you want so that you can get what you want but you kind of don't give a shit about anybody else you know what i mean mm -hmm. and he's like i really you're my kid i love you and she's like yeah yeah, yeah. beat it mm -hmm. so she kicks him out and uh we're back on the rooftop we see the thousands of empty rum bottles he that could are up build there. a house like he doesn't have to live on the roof anymore he should just build a house from these empty rum bottles because there are a million of them and he it looks like he's contemplating to jump off of his rooftop there's like there's feels somber he climbs up to the ledge and he looks down and he jumps and he lands on a balcony right underneath <laughs> And he knocks on the window and he pops on in and into the apartment below and it's the neighbor and he, they're just fucking. Ooh. So they do it. You don't see it. But he like we cut to them, I guess, a, a while later. And he's like, ready for, for, for round five. They're ready for round five. And knock, knock, knock. 
es mi esposo, my husband's home. And he flings that you sheet off. You get a off. full ass you, shot. Bro, I was like, we are giving you a colonoscopy. I was like, this is in your asshole, bro. Yep, just... He pulls up those jean shorts and he fucking gets the fuck out of there. Coño, mi marido, is what she says. Also, I love that Cuba says coño a whole bunch. Everywhere. So he gets back up on the rooftop and Lazaro is like, oh, you were banging your, <laughs> your neighbor friend? And he's like, yeah, and they're looking down and she's like welcoming her husband and they look like they're about to fuck. And I was like, okay, girl, get it. She's busy, yeah. <laughs> and then Juan is like, I gotta go figure some stuff out for our meeting. And he turns back around and Lazaro is fully jerking off. Watching. And then spitting on his dick. Oh, yep. God, I was... And, so, like, the fastest jerk-off. Just, like, speedy, speedy, speedy. But, you know, they're not the most likable characters. They're just no, not. It's... Like, he's literally, like, a peeping Tom right now. We hear about this meeting that they're going to have, and then we cut to a woman standing in front of La Comité de Defensa de la Revolución, which is the Committee of Defense of the Revolution. They're singing the Cuban National Anthem. I assume, as, yes, in the subtitles, which, you know, as we know, can be faulty, it did say singing the National Anthem. Oh, I didn't see that. I was just listening. But that okay. could be wrong. That could be wrong. And the woman that's standing there, she's like, welcome. So sorry that Mario isn't here. He doesn't feel very well. So I'm going to lead this meeting. And it, she, you look upon like kind of a plaza, if you will, or just the front of a nice government building. And there's a bunch of people scattered around watching and listening. And in the back, we see what I call the crew. Oh, yeah. So we have China, our trans friend, Primo. Her cousin is what I'm going <laughs> to uh, say. Uh, Lazaro and California Lazaro's son. And of course, Juan. This woman that's leading the meeting is obviously like talking about problems in the neighborhood. And like, it turns out that uh, nine different caseteras, nine radios have been stolen from our cars these days. And the our shifty crew kind of like turns over to look at China and be like, and she's like, bitch, I gotta live, right? Mm -hmm. So you can tell that this meeting that they're having is kind of disguised in the open. So they're taking yeah. this meeting of like, watch the neighborhood watch what it seems like but also they're the ones that are doing the shitty stuff in the neighborhood i think they're just they trying to like, about, like get information to find out like oh are people on to us because the, you know this is the neighborhood where we like do our kind of petty crimes or whatever our shifty business because mm -hmm. they talk about like we need to get more whiskey but the crazy guy something happened to him that we get our whiskey from and china's like well you're out on that raft all day that crazy guy fucking died. And so we're getting like little pieces of information because as the meeting of the shifties are happening, the woman's voice is still going on. Right. And she's saying like, doctors are gonna be coming around soon because it seems as though there's been like an outbreak of a virus. So we're gonna like see what's going on. And when she says that, Huang is like, we need to find a way for these people to forget about the radio so that we can keep doing our shifty shit. And when he says that, there's a banging on the door behind the lady and some growling. And then, but it's very violent. And all of a sudden it's just the door smashes open 
and there was a gentleman that was standing next to this lady, and he goes to see what's up. You idiot. And he fully gets attacked by Mario, who was feeling bad and is now fully a zombie. Mario, who is a larger gentleman, explodes out of this door and is just attacking everyone, like biting yeah. everything crazy. So this is where we learn one of the pieces of information that I loved about this crew of people is that Primo, China's cousin, is a giant, giant man. And when, when they get sprayed with somebody's blood that has just been attacked, he fully faints. And this guy has a full-on Mike Tyson tattoo oh. on his face, like a tribal <laughs> face tattoo. And this was in this little scene, so Gina has some gold lines in this movie. Can I tell you my favorite? Please, I, I'm uh, certain that it's going to be my favorite, so please go ahead. Este huevo quiere sal. The best. The be <laughs> so, okay, this is how I interpret that line. So, Lázaro is being kind of shady toward La China. And so, este huevo quiere sal means this egg wants salt, which basically means like, oh, you're coming for me? You're asking for it. I've never heard that before, but I'm obsessed. Me too. Somehow... <laughs> It makes absolute sense. This egg wants salt. Like, mm -hmm. don't. You're, you're asking don't. for it. Don't push me or I'm going to fucking yeah. throw some salt on you. I am legit <laughs> stealing that and using it. She's so awesome. So at this point, we cut to a news report. And the news anchor is like, Grupo de disidentes pagados por los Estados Unidos. So groups of dissidents that are being paid by the United States are the ones that are starting this attack and riots that have been happening, which are the zombies. Mm -hmm. So now, throughout the movie, they refer to the zombies as dissidents a lot. Yeah. This was something where I was like, this is a political thing. 100%. This is a Cuban... Yeah. Understand. <laughs> that I'm not, I'm not gathering, but I can imagine that, like... Throughout the years in, in Cuba, they would like call anybody who was against the, the government kind of dissidents, I assume. Yeah. So that's the but idea also, here, I think. But I think the thing that Juan says afterwards, he's like, Mario is not a dissident. Mario is, if anything, is a squealer to the government. So why would he be a dissident? Mm -hmm. So the, it's like, is the media turning things so that the people believe one thing and, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. At this point, we see, because they're on the rooftop watching this, uh, California is there with them, and they're, and he talks about, um, if I leave Cuba, I'm, if anybody asks me where I'm from, I'm going to say I'm from Cuba, and if they ask me where is, what's Cuba, I'm going to say it's a little tiny socialist island, and uh, if they ask me what socialism is, it's gonna. It's what Fidel Castro invented 50 years ago, and if they ask me who Fidel Castro is, I'm staying there. So it's like, wow. We get a very teeny, concise historical lesson from California in like five lines. He's like, bam, bam, bam. This is what it has been for 50 years mm -hmm. here. Yeah. And it's it's a smart thing that he says and Lazaro has this like moment of pride and he's like, "Ah, you're mi chamo, my son. Like I'm you're such a good dude and I'm so proud of you." And as he's saying all of this, 
You look down and his fucking balls are out, his dude. Balls. And like at first, California, you know, he's just looking at his dad like, oh, yeah. But his eyes kind of pan down to these hairy balls just hanging out of Lazaro's pants. And Lazaro couldn't look more happy or proud, he's, has yeah. no idea that his balls are hanging out or doesn't care. Just a, just Good a old proud Lazaro. dad with tiny shorts on who that can't contain his nuts nope so at this point juan says to lazaro and california that he's gonna go check on yia so he goes downstairs yia is the older lady that he felt up on the butt uh (laughs) earlier and um he knocks on her door and she's distraught she's like ay se me murió el viejo my old man died and he's like oh god they open the door and we see an old man sitting in a chair like kind of slumped down and uh, she's like talking and talking. She's like, es que ayer we went to the doctor and he got injected with something. And then, you know, you when you go to these like the common places, they give you expired medicine right. and like you who knows what the fuck is in it. What do I do? I, she's literally freaking yeah, out. Yeah. Juan is like, call an ambulance, like figure this out first. I'm not a doctor, but he looks pretty fucking dead. But then he leans into the de- into the old man's ear and he's like, I know you're faking it, you little piece of shit and he the old man wakes up and he and juan is like see there you go he turns to leave and the old lady is still like witty 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 talking and juan says yeah when was the last time that you said your husband walked and she said 15 years ago and he's like well that's changed and they turn and the old man is standing and immediately la senora is like un milagro which is the most latin american thing like any old lady if something strange happens immediately a milagro so she so she like goes up to him and i was like no 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 honey move back from this standing old man and uh, he pretty immediately starts to go for her starts to like chomp for her juan yia the old man they're just fighting and he's yes. like, Por favor, call, 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 upstairs, call upstairs, call upstairs. So Juan is like trying to keep him off and she grabs the phone and she's like, Alo, si, niño, que no sé qué, si, vos no sabes que estoy. <laughs> just like gossiping yeah, and like, just... yes, I know, I've been hanging out and doing this stuff. How about you? Oh yeah, your son, he's so <laughs> handsome. Like just talking. And Juan is like fighting the zombie man. <laughs> and so they're like, he's like, tell them to come down here. So they come downstairs and uh, Lazaro brings a harpoon and he's like oh my god what the fuck and he shoots the harpoon just like he did with the zombie at the top but instead of the head he goes for the gut but (laughs) but it goes right through the old man and fucking hits yia in the gut too so we got two old people harpooned except zombie guy is still like he's walking up like through that was gross He's like pulling himself through the harpoon cord toward them. And she's Ugh. like she's, yeah, being, she's being pulled because she's at the end of it. Ugh. It was very Awful. uncomfortable. They're like, what is happening? And California is like, vampiros? Cut to a fucking tube of garlic in the old man's mouth. Just full ajo. And they're like, give us a steak. We need a steak. <laughs> 
So they get a piece of of wood and they stake them in the heart, still alive. Mm -hmm. They break a bunch of chairs. They stake them a whole bunch. Nada. I love that they're like vampire. No, maybe werewolf. Let's maybe. Do you have silver bullets? No, we don't have any silver. You idiots. Is he is he possessed? Right, possession. Well, All these horror movie tropes. Love it. And then when California is like, is he possessed? They grab a crucifix. He's like, demonio, mandate a la pinga. And they're like, (laughs) do you know any prayers? Is this really a prayer? And Juan's like, do you know any fucking prayers? This is the best we got, okay? This is it. So they're just like, (laughs) please get out of here, demonio. And finally, Juan smashes the crucifix in the old man's head. And we get them down. Mm -hmm. So they're very polite people. So because they killed Yiya, they wrap her up. And they put her in the elevator to try and dispose of her body. And she comes alive. And they're like, no, bitch. And they're jumping on the elevator so that it'll move faster. And when they do that, they slice the body in half. And she's still, like, freaking out. So they stomp on her head and kill her good. And they take both parts of her body to a dumpster, which they open. And boom, zombie zombie in the dumpster. They smash his head with the dumpster lid and then they finally put sweet yeya to her resting place in a dumpster and while they're standing there at this dumpster after you know throwing yeya in there you see a body fall from the building behind them boom splat right behind them splat and when they turn around it's one of the women that they had talked to in the beginning it's one of those women that they were like we watched you through the window and it was delightful yes They head upstairs to check on Sara, who is the friend of the woman that just fell off the building. And uh, she's fully naked in the closet, like tits out. Lazaro's like, don't worry, don't worry, I'll go talk to her. I got this. (laughs) So he leans down and she's sitting and she's freaked out. Lazaro's like, what happened? And just staring at her tits. And not for a moment does he move his eyes away from her boobs. Not a moment. And she explains like she attacked me she tried to bite me it was an accident i we fought and so i you know i pushed her and he's like don't worry come with us we'll take care of you still staring at her boobs what a garbage person so now we see another news report and uh the news anchor is like going through it he's fully like his tie is all undone and he's like guys (laughs) These anti-socials uh, are colluding with the empire, which is what the United States is known as in Cuba. We are calling for a protest, so come to this protest at 5 p.m. in front of the anti-imperialist tribune for the recent aggressions that co- that are coming from the United States. So they're still blaming this on the U.S., and uh, it's basically like calling for a massive rally during COVID-19. Just, hey, everybody, coronavirus is happening. Let's all go hang out together in a plaza. And good luck. And they all do. <laughs> and they all do because Juan cuts to him looking through a telescope and they're, everybody's there. But amongst them are the zombies fully attacking people in this protest. Lazaro comes up and he says, there's no cars, there's no stores. It's literally like el periodo especial, the special period. So things are going awry. So Lazaro, Juan, California, and now Sara, who has joined the group, the girl that was afraid in the closet with her tits out, they head into the streets 
and they see in their streets that it's littered with zombies they are like this is what we're gonna have to deal with then mm -hmm. so they I, I apparently get to el malecon they they're like this is gonna be pretty chill and sara's like i don't think it's gonna be that chill pan over and the protest that we had just seen is running towards them with all these zombies. It's like millions of people. It's a sea of people running, screaming, uh -huh. being chased right. by these with, monsters. With like, zombies in their midst, yeah. And at this point, they're like running past them and, they, and Juan is standing there like kind of thinking and he's like, we gotta make a fucking plan. Meet me at the rooftop, I gotta go do something. So Juan walks the streets of Alana and it's chaos. People are eating each other. A motorcycle goes by is just dragging a body and hits an ambulance. It's a nightmare. So Juan heads on over to his ex-suegra's house and there is a lot of zombies out there and he's like, I gotta get in there fast. He does, he sees the door is open. He's like, fuck, this is fucked. And uh, he, when he gets inside, he hears moaning and rumbling from his ex-suegra's room. He flips the little blinders from the door and he sees that she fully has become a zombie. Ooh, she and looks so gnarly. gross. Yeah, they did, they so did a gross. good job with, with la, la suegra. She looked great. Yeah, so he turns around, he's like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. So he goes to leave, he goes to the front door and it's just swarming Swarm. yep. with zombies. He's like, fuck it. So he goes upstairs and he exits a window and it's he's standing on like a, a iron balcony, if you will, like a mm -hmm. grate that's like exposed out of the window. Here come the hands, and they're grabbing at him and pulling at this grate. It looks like it's going to fall off the building. From inside the house, La Suegra comes at him, too, like smashing through the blinds. But he finds a way. He climbs up to the roof, and he's, like, holding on to the ledge. And he's just like, fuck, dude, they're pulling at me. And bam, we see a hand, and it's his daughter, Camila. She's like... Did you see my grandma? And he's like, yep, she's still the same. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> what a fucking dick. He's like, okay, we got to figure this out. He goes to look over the balcony. Two zombies pop up and he heads on to a TV antenna, rips two pieces of that antenna and bam, right into the heads of these zombies. They are now fully deceased and wait does he say a line here that he's like i learned that in angola he does so he did fucking go to angola so juan brings camila to the rooftop california immediately sees her and he's like oh yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> he is down for camila big time and she, she is too it. she could you could tell that oh she's my god like... they're both like giving each other eyes their oh eye god. fucking for sure and juan is like don't you fucking touch my daughter. And then he turns to his daughter and he's like, this guy's got herpes, so don't fuck with him. And then he turns to see, he's like, where are my deck chairs? And California says, my dad took them. Cut to Lazaro out in the ocean. He has made a raft out of these chairs. He's with Sara, the 
tits out. The boob stare mo- woman. She At the very top, when we first meet her, she's like, I wouldn't be with you if you were the last man in the world. And she's on that raft being like, you and me, we're starting a new life together, baby. She's like, you're the one for me. Let's go. We're going to Miami. Let's, I don't care where we're going. Let's do this. But it's not just them. It's literally all of Cuba Hundreds has of made hordes just on rafts out in the sea. And we hear Juan be like, mira, vení para acá. <laughs> Come back here with my deck. Deck chairs. Juan arrives to the raft and he, raft. The raft. Juan arrives to the raft. <laughs> he gets to the raft and he's like, "What the fuck, bro? I thought we were bros." And Sara immediately is taken down into the sea. They barely notice. They don't notice. They do not notice for a second. And she's fully getting thrashed back there, like Chrissy at the top of Jaws. She is getting. Thrashed. I literally was like, thra- "Thrash like Jaws." Yep. Yep, just, wee, just wee, screaming back and other. forth. And Juan, Juan is like, I got a plan. I need you. You're my partner. Like, we got to do this together. And Lazaro is like, touched. This is great. And Juan is like, we can get rich off of this. So this is, Juan, is his only plan in life is how can he make money off of whatever the fuck is going on in the world and then they're like yeah let's do this and they look around for sara sara's gone and juan looks underwater and the bottom of the sea is littered with zombies everywhere and there's one that's like kind of in slow motion kind of swimming up to them it does look computerized as hell like very cgi but i thought the shot was very cool and then i agree one of my top shots from this movie because at the beginning I, I was like it. I was like zombie shark so we don't quite I get knew. a zombie shark but we see so uh, Juan and Lazaro are like let's get the hell out of here we see this zombie kind of swimming up in slow motion and boom a shark comes <laughs> by and eats that guy which could possibly mean that that shark might turn into a zombie zombie shark Who anyway thank you for the shark <laughs> thank you for the shark for jonathan his favorite thing the minute i saw it i was like oh god he's gonna fucking love that i mean it's computerized <laughs> as hell but i don't care i was like i love it you love a shark <laughs> not me uh <laughs> so then we got to a montage with a voiceover of juan making his plan and he's like we need to be armed to the t we need to have rum and lasado was like what about food and they're like oh, yeah yeah food too but rum juan literally says we need to take advantage so as this voiceover is happening california lasado and um, juan are like grabbing machetes a baseball bat literally nunchucks <laughs> like anything to arm themselves with we need to take advantage of what's going on now because no one knows what's happening so mm-hmm. this is the chance for us to be on top of the game basically juan is like what we'll do is we'll charge people to get rid of the zombies so they can call us it's almost like ghostbusters and we'll go to their house we'll charge them like is it your grandma 10 pesos is it a foreigner is if turista 70 pesos like that he has a price range oh, yeah. it's very funny 
the phone rings and California answers and he's like, Juan de los Muertos, matamos tus queridos, como te ayudo. Like, <laughs> Juan of the dead, we kill your loved ones, how can we help how you? How can I help you? Which I was like, yes, have a tagline, you're a business, oh, yeah. it's great. But Camila, who is there with them, she's like, you should be doing this to help them and not to be making money. Like, this is classic you, dad. Well, she never calls him dad. She calls him Juan every mm -hmm. single time. She's like, you should be doing this to better the people around you and yourself. And he takes that to heart. He's like, what do you want me to do so that I can be better for you? Mm -hmm. And we cut to a rooftop self-defense class. So Juan has called this meeting and there's like, I guess, the living people of the neighborhood. They're on his rooftop. And he's like, okay, guys, remember we had to learn this kind of stuff back in the day when we had to be prepared for, like, a U.S. invasion or, I don't know, something terrible. So this is basically the same thing. So let's assess what's the deal with the zombies. And Primo's there and China is there. And Primo's like, I know, to stop them, you got to smash them in the head. And China is like, some are fast. Some are slow. And Juan, I thought this line was really funny. Juan is like, yes, and why does this happen? And nobody knows. And he's like, damn it, I thought somebody would be able to fucking tell me. <laughs> nobody knew. I mean, that's a good that's a good line about zombie movies in general, because in some zombie movies, they're fast, fast, fast. And other ones, they're very slow with no yeah. explanation. So I, I like that little line thrown in there. Yeah, smart. And while this class is happening... California and Camila are having like a nice little chat and they both kind of have this sweet moment of we both have shitty dads that kind of do anything to get by and sometimes they used us as ways of getting by like my dad used to have me carry him so that the police wouldn't stop him and arrest him after curfew or something I didn't understand what it was mm -hmm. but because I was underage, so they couldn't arrest me. So they found like loopholes and stuff. Camila's like, my dad used to put mud on my face and we would go to the malecon and ask for money. And so they're like commiserating, like both of our dads are terrible, but Camila has kind of left this life. And she's like, my mom was adamant that we get the fuck out of here because my dad was a bum. And California's like, I had a great time. Like, I had a fun time with my dad. Mm -hmm. California very sweetly is like, you know, he's doing this for you. And she's like, I wish he would do it for himself and yeah. like for the people around him. Mm -hmm. So we have, we get a, a call where Juan answers the phone. Juan de los Muertos, matamos tus seres queridos. And Lazaro, California, and Juan are ready to head over to like do business. And as they exit the building, they're stopped by China and Primo. And they're like, hold up. Y'all are starting a business and y'all don't want to include us? I don't think so. China's like, look at the size of this man. I literally have the eighth wonder of the world. She said, tengo el octavo. I forget how it is. <laughs> Whatever. Tengo el octavo chunche <laughs> of the world. And uh, you don't want to fucking take me. Also, I'm awesome. And she slingshots oh, a zombie amazing. straight in the head, which is really fun. Great shot. And Juan is like, Primo faints when he sees blood. And Primo straight up pulls a piece of fabric, wraps his eyes, 
And for the rest of the movie, my guy is blindfolded, going through the zombie apocalypse just so that he won't faint because of blood. China's like, let's go 50-50. And Juan is like, okay, okay, 60-40. And she's like, you fell for it? Great, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And we hit this fight montage where we see California hits a fucking baseball bat right inside a zombie's skull. We see Primo is is like flanked by China and she's like 360. So he turns around and he snaps a guy's neck because he can't see, he's blindfolded. I really liked that she was the one who gave him the, the direction. direction. She's like, it's over there. Put your knee over here. Like, kick over there. That's how they fought. That was so cool. Love that they're like a duo together. Mm -hmm. They're nothing without each other. Lazaro pulls a fucking zombie's jaw off, which is pretty cool. <laughs> we get Juan doing a crouching tiger hidden dragon style. Literally fucking... what I wrote. Crouching tiger <laughs> hidden dragon jump over zombie heads, which was cool. It looked great. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Lazaro has his machetes and he's just like machetazos, just cutting people as heads off and stuff. We have China with her slingshots. We have a really cool sequence of California with, with his baseball bat that is almost like a knife, like samurai situation, which looked really fun. And all of this is like semi-slow motion and the music is like bang, 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 bang. It's very black exploitation to sure. me. It gave mm -hmm. me like 70s kung fu, cheesy, bad movie kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like thank the grant <laughs> like it was a lot of fun we get we cut to the end of this sequence and Lazaro is beating the shit out of somebody and he's got a helmet on and he's like I don't know what to do with this guy and they turn him over and they fling his little helmet shield up and he's like the guy inside is like no por favor please I didn't do anything please oh my god and everybody's like Lazaro you fucking dick you need to be able to tell the difference between a zombie and a real guy and boom a zombie attacks that fucking guy and that jump scare got me so we see them they're now all on bicycles this is them i think going to the job uh that they yes. got the phone call for mm -hmm. so it's a lady who i think owns like a guest house or a hotel or a motel kind of thing and she's renting rooms and she's like listen it's four guys they're spanish they haven't left the rooms. You have to be very quiet because if you make noise, it's going to get crazy. So Juan is like, it's four of them. Okay, this is how much we're going to charge you. And she's like, yeah, but they have guests. And he's like, well, we're going to have to charge you according to how many we kill. And at this point, China sees a cockroach. She screams her freaking brains out. And this crew of Spanish zombies come down. And that one of them is wearing like a weird... BDSM outfit. They're surrounded by this Spanish kinky group of zombies. <laughs> and China says, well, it could be worse. And Juan says, how? And boom, lights go out. And so now it's dark. It's a kerfuffle. You hear fighting noises. You hear people screaming. You hear somebody say, no me toque el culo. And then lights come back up and everybody's dead including the landlady that rented the rooms and they're like fuck well let's check this house because we got to make sure 
that we get paid because that's number one for them. And then we cut to an advertising montage of them like putting pieces of paper with Juan de los Muertos underneath car what are they called the windshield wipers mm -hmm. and like in, through fences in people's all over the fences place. front doors they're just like spreading the word mm -hmm. if you got a zombie we'll fucking kill it i think it's in the same segment where they see a, f a fucking old dude <laughs> in a wheelchair <laughs> and they're they're all like so they're carrying boxes of rum and this old dude mm -hmm. is like Hey, help me, help me, help me. So they're like, uh, Juan is like, go back and help him. And he turns around again and he sees California and Lazaro coming up with the wheelchair holding the rum. And they fucking dumped the old man to be eaten by the zombies so they could take the wheelchair yes. so it would be easier for them to carry the rum. All right. I had trouble with these characters. Like, I'm just going to admit it right now. I get it. It's supposed to be funny. Sure, I giggled. I was like, whatever. It brings up a thing about zombie movies in general, where a lot of the times, a lot mm -hmm. of your characters are not likable. For example, like in Night of the Living Dead, you're, I can't remember the, the lead character's name, but at one point he fucking smacks the shit out of Barbara. Dawn of the Dead has some shitty characters in there, but the circumstances are, you don't have a choice of who you are spending your time with because you're just trying to survive. But in this particular situation, I was like, okay, maybe it's because I've seen so many zombie movies. Johnny, you know what I think it, it is? And I'm being very sincere. Uh -huh. It's because you're very lovely and have a good heart and you wouldn't do that. I think you see that and you're like, if I was in a zombie apocalypse, I would have helped that old man. I wouldn't have dumped his ass to make it easier for me to carry my bottles of rum. Sure. I just I think they keep kind of throwing in these things where the characters are consistently I mean, sure they do things for to kind of like tug at your heartstrings, but this was just like an extra scene where you're reminded that uh, sure, it's comedy, it's supposed to be funny, but you're just like, damn, these are some shitty people so we cut to juan and lazaro on the rooftop they're enjoying the fruits of their labor drinking rum laying down on their deck chairs and they're like well we've got a solid plan we have a business work is flourishing if only this building that we're looking at didn't exist and we could see the full view of of the sea and the sunset and bam that building falls to the ground at that moment <laughs> what a dream would that be you're just wanting to enjoy the sunset and then the building that's blocking your view is demolished exactly the moment that you asked for it and there's that gorgeous sunset and they just like they put their sunglasses on they take a deep sigh Ugh, <laughs> lovely but then in contrast right after that we cut to the streets of Cuba and we see a mom with a baby crying and a zombie in the background. And then a little girl standing by like a toppled over car and she's alone. And so you see the mess that the country or that Alana is in now. We go to Juan and the shifty crew. They're waiting for a bus and they're like, listen, life's a mess. But guess what? Public transport is still running. So that's good to go. And a bus rolls on by and it's absolutely to the brim with fighting zombies. It's crazy chaos in it. It crashes on a billboard that says Revolución o Muerte. And then that billboard lands on the bus and it's just like a disaster. 
And so they're like, okay, maybe we'll walk to wherever it is that we're going. And the military shows up. And it's a hot dude. Gina is like, ooh, amor, ¿a dónde estaba? Yeah. Another Gina line here. She says, en ese cuerpo sacaron pan con pinga y se acabó el pan. Which, what the, f what does this mean? But she's basically saying... <laughs> When this body was being made, like, you know, when God made this body, con pan, no sé, he basically, like, took all the bread out and just gave this man all the dick. Just, like, this man is yep. pure dick. <laughs> yeah, she, that bitch is hungry for that dick. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my Amazing. God, hilarious. So the military shows up, and they're like, get out the way and they shoot 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 a bunch of zombies that are behind the shifty crew and this military hot guy is like take your fucking clothes off and <laughs> lazaro's like you don't gotta ask me twice immediate and immediate and even juan is like you could have waited a second dude and the military guy is like you need to take your clothes off we the shifty crew is now fully nude all of them so they pack these the naked crew like the shifty naked crew is they pack them in a truck with a couple of other guys and the army the military dude hot guy is like we're collecting people that aren't that seem to not be infected we're going to arm them and they're going to we're going to start from scratch and we're going to build up the community and the shifty crew isn't about that. And Lazaro at this point looks over to the man that's closest to the end of the truck. And he's like, you guys aren't doing a good job. And the military guy's like, what are you talking about? And he says, over there. And we see that the man at the end has turned and bam, attack on the guy next to him. The shifty crew and these strangers are all handcuffed together. So he the zombie attacks his neighbor and then it's madness from there. They're shooting. The military guy shoots this guy. The other guy wakes up as a zombie and everybody's like going crazy. At one point, Lazaro gets one of the guns and he also shoots, but he shoots through the van into what would be the driver's seat and they go a tumbling off some a rolling and a rolling and all you see is like rolling flashes naked butts more screaming. flashes ah. <laughs> so we've crashed but our crew survives we see them still butt naked approaching the building that they usually are at in the kerfuffle they found a key and they were able to unhandcuff themselves but the only people still handcuffed are huang and china and Juan is like, go over there and try and find me something so that I can get uncuffed from, from China. And they head up to the rooftop and Juan sees that there's a, just a dismembered hand holding onto the gate of his rooftop. And he's screaming, Camila, Camila, to his daughter. And China's like, stop yelling. I don't feel good. Stop yelling. And you can see that she's like a little paler now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden we see a woman zombie approach and just a ninja star to the face and we get a slow motion and we see camila she's now badass camila she fucking sees another zombie she climbs him like a tree and with a hammer fully she at the top jumps of his on head. his face like thighs to cheeks jumps on his face and she looks like lara croft from tomb raider now absolutely because she she's like. got a 
She's got like the uh, short shorts. Yeah. Short shorts, a harness around her leg and like a, her hammer hanging from her thing. Yeah. It's just a whole <laughs> badass look. And then she lands on the ground and like like knee and fist to the ground and like lifts up and flicks her hair and her dad is like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so Juan and China are sitting on a little bench. China's like, I don't feel good. And Juan's like, Camila, I need to not be attached to China in case she fucking dies and turns into a fucking zombie. Mm -hmm. China is kind of like floppy and flops over. Juan goes, what's that on your leg? And there's a full bite. And she's like, I don't know, dude. We literally just rolled down a hill in a truck. Right. But it's obvious she's been bit and she dies and attacks Juan and then my favorite thing <laughs> they start playing a fucking salsa song and ella me quiere matar <laughs> ranka kan 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 and full, like full salsa zombie attack fight. salsa dance class so he's twirling her ridiculous it looks like a ballroom class and he's twirling flinging her but she's trying to bite him and attack him they're fighting whatever finally he flings her off the side of the building but they're still attached and he's like please California, who is there now, and Camila, help me find something. So they bring like axes and machetes to try and cut it off. And he's like, No, you fuckers are going to cut off my hand if you do that. So Camila brings oil and she's like, It should slip her hand off. And it works. And China falls off the building. It's very sad. I was very disappointed that we me lost. Me too. Loved Gina. And now we see that it's a month later. We hear the TV. They say, everything's back to normal, is what the TV has said. Camila is looking through the telescope, and she sees that the city is still fully ablaze and not normal at all. There is tons of infected people everywhere, and Primo is watching the TV, and he's like, Juan, Juan, venide, come see, come see. And we see that the news anchor fully gets eaten on TV. At this point... Juan is like, no vamos pa la pinga de aquí, is what he says. Pinga, Let's pinga, get... pinga. <laughs> pinga. No vamos pa la pinga de aquí. Let's get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. We'll go to the mountains. We'll arm ourselves. This is what we should have done in the first place. Right. So finally, he's come to terms with the fact that maybe turning a profit from this disaster wasn't really the best plan. Well, but also the longer this goes on, the more dead people they're going to be and you're not going to have a business anyway, dude. So after a yeah. while, it's not going to be about money. You just have to survive. Exactly. So they head out back into the street. They're ready to like fight their way. They find a car. The car doesn't fucking work. This was the, the jump scare for me where he's like, we're going to drive in style. And so they find what looks to be like a newer car because you know in yeah. Cuba they have all those beautiful old cars uh. but they pick like a Mazda or some shit <laughs> and they <laughs> open the door and a, a zombie jumps out and this one I actually was like oh 
Should have seen that one coming. It's funny that you said Mazda, but the car they get, it's a Russian car because Juan says, fuck these fucking cars that Russia sent over here. They fucking suck. Who knew that that was a thing too? That That is a thing because in Nicaragua, we have a lot of old trucks and old boats and things that are definitely Russian donated, which wow. is bad news. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, plan C, because that was plan B. Plan C is let's find a bunker. There's plenty of bunkers here because obviously everyone was always worried that, you know, we would get blown up because this is Cuba. And Juan finds one and it's locked up and he's like, okay, I'm going to try. And he can't. And Primo's like, don't worry. I'm a muscly giant man. I can open it and he opens that thing and he gets pulled in by a bunch of zombies. And this was kind of was predictable, but it was the bloodiest death. The man oh. that was afraid of blood and fainting all the time is the one that it was literally like a spray onto like, one of just blood. It was like Johnny Depp, Nightmare on Elm Street, bed stream, but just onto, maybe not that extreme, but you know, just all of, over, though. all over Juan's yeah. face, all over his entire Absolutely. body. Now all their plans have gone awry. This seems kind of like last hope situation. They're walking. They arrive in Revolution Square, which is a place, I guess, in Cuba. You see Che Guevara on a building, and it's apparently a very important place in Cuba. And they're just surrounded by zombies. And this seems like it's going to be it. Out of the distance... A black truck shows up and is driving and it has a harpoon missile thing on the top on the roof and it flings a harpoon with its steel cord attached and it pins down a zombie onto a lamp post and then that truck starts going in circles around the group of zombies and it's just slicing heads off. Decapitation central. Have you ever seen the movie <laughs> Ghost Ship? I'm, I'd be shocked if you had. No. Okay, so there is not. a sequence at the beginning of Ghost Ship that is so fucking cool that made me think of this sequence. Uh, I think this they must have like taken the idea from Ghost Ship. But this uh -huh. part with this car steel harpoon cord cutting off these heads was cool as hell. Very cool. The shifty crew, they like, they say, get down! And so they all get down and all these heads just go flying, ping, 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 ping. And um, uh, a man comes out and he says, get in the car quickly. Like he says it in English, but it's a thick Spanish accent. Not it's... Spanish, like from Spain. Yeah. It was like, it sounded like, he's like, get in the car quickly. <laughs> So as they're getting in the car, China, the zombie China is there and she has one leg she's missing and she's crawling and trying to grab Juan and he fucking smashes her head in and is like spitting at her. Okay. And I was like, I don't like this. This particular segment here, and I, I, we'll get, I'll get into this a little bit later, but China was my favorite. I fucking love my her. You know, mm -hmm. and part of that was because she is trans and, you know, I liked mm -hmm. that in this movie. But Juan decimates her, spits on her, and then we cut to this weird accented preacher and he says, well done. What are we trying to say here? I didn't, yeah. I did not like that at all. Me neither. 
I was like, this is particularly brutal. Yeah. And then he and Juan turns around and he's like, she was a fucking pain in the ass. He, yeah, she was a pain in the ass. And I was like, I don't know, dude. Was she? I don't think she was. She was like I, a bad bitch. Well, I think to him, because she was like, let me get in on your business and let sure. me. She was like, you know, she was doing her thing, which mm -hmm. impeded him to do his thing mm -hmm. in a certain way. But I was like, I don't like this either. So we find out that this weird supposed gringo, which I was like, you ain't, sir. He's like, I am Preacher Jong, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to like my brain cannot compute. It's so like weird. Like his face, like he fully looked like a Latino man. He looked like a Cuban man and he was like, "Nice to meet you. I am preacher. My name is John, but people call me Preacher John." And I was like, "It's so weird." Well, I, I genuinely think they couldn't find a person with an American accent maybe. Uh, okay, you are like the queen of this. Was this not ADR'd or whatever you call Absolutely it? Absolutely ADR'd. So not only is it that he has an accent, but it's like he doesn't understand them when they speak Spanish to him. So it's like very mind boggling. Another thing. So while they're trying to communicate, because Juan is the only one who can kind of speak English here. When he's, try <laughs> when he's trying to find out what the zombies are, he's like, what are the... He says, are they Poseids? Amberlobs, vampires, dissident, lobster? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I Russian right now? Did you hear that? I was like giving a Russian. Yeah, you were like, dissident and uh, lobster. Lobster. I, but lobster. Also, when he's like, nice to meet you, I am Huang. And he's like, I am fine, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, that made me so happy. So we learned that Preacher Jones, he was, I guess, in Cuba for a religious trip with his congregation, and he survived with tropicola and crackers, which I'm assuming is Cuban soda. Would love to know. Oh, I would love to try it. What someday. tropicola tastes like? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he says, "I will kick ass for the Lord." And he goes, I have a plan. And he's about to tell us what his plan is. And Lazaro shoots him with his harpoon by accident. Lazaro. It's bad. Lazaro fucks it for everyone. <laughs> uh, Juan is pissed. And Lazaro follows him. And he's like, actually, there's probably enough food in this building for us to, like, eat. How about we take one of these cars and, like, build something out of it and see how that works juan is like actually that's not a bad idea in that same conversation lazaro's like there's another thing i have to tell you and he rolls down his sleeve and you see a mark on his arm uh, both juan and lazaro are like oh shit you're gonna turn and lazaro asks juan for him to kill him and juan very sweetly asks him is there anything that you want before you go and Lazaro says, I would like to see the sunrise one last time. So they we cut to the rooftop, not the old rooftop. I'm assuming the rooftop of this new building that they're at. Juan asks Lazaro, how do you want to be killed? And Lazaro's like, just don't hit me in the face. I've been in 25 fights. I've never been hit in the face. Do it in the head with your paddle. And then this, okay, this was another funky, weird scene where... I'm just going to say no to this sequence <laughs> yeah this was bad because lazaro turns to juan and says i love you 
And Juan is like, I love you too, brother. Like, you're my BFF. And Lazaro's like, no, I love you. I didn't want to tell you because it was weird, maybe. Maybe as my last wish, you'll let me suck your dick. And Juan is very discombobulated by that. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know what? Sure. And he pulls out <laughs> his dick. And fucking Lazaro starts laughing hysterically. And he's like, ha ha ha. You fucking hella gay or whatever. He's just he, like, it was He calls a joke. him un tremendo maricón, which means you're a, you're a tremendous faggot. And I, no, 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 no. And then he's like, you're just like all those metrosexuals. And this, so this whole segment, now it's no secret that, you know, I've had trouble kind of getting onto these men's sides through this movie. Yeah. But this was like, oh, I, I actually started feeling like an emotional connection. And I was like, me too. Lazaro is going to fucking turn. He's got a zombie scratch. And I loved the little scene that they had together where he's like, where Juan is like, what can I do for you? And Lazaro says, just take care of my son, please. And Juan says to him, like my own. I will take care of him like he is my own. So beautiful and sweet. And even Lazaro even though it's bullshit, being like, I love you, man. I was like, this, great. I love this display of non-toxic masculinity, but then completely, you almost had me like converted onto your side, guys. And that's how I felt like about having China in their, in their crew yes, too. I was like, totally. in a world where machismo is so fucking prevalent, mm -hmm. you wouldn't, normally see that kind of relationship or friendship even when like she it's showed not... up at the top i was shocked and thrilled you know yeah. uh but Very... this scene woo, this one caught me off guard and i think they try to make you cool with it by lasado saying you're a really great friend so like Oh, I would have let you suck my dick if, as your dying wish because I'm a good friend. So you're mm -hmm. supposed to believe that Juan is ready to do the worst thing mm -hmm. ever, in quotes, mm -hmm. which is a man sucking a dick because you're such a great friend. And it's like... It's just, it's that machista bullshit, but also this movie isn't that old. No, 2012. And so now when we see like a prevalent trans character that's funny and lovely and hilarious and then you're gonna backpedal and give us like her brutal death and like look at this beautiful friendship oh let's put a funny i'll suck your dick joke in it no. because it's gross and let's say the f word you know what i mean like yeah. it's it took me out of it a lot. Me too. Big time. After this, you know, fake blowjob scene, I was heated. I did not like that whatsoever. But then they give you this beautiful shot of the two of them sitting on this building. And it says, Habana Libre. And then the lights beautiful. go out. And at this point, you see Lazaro's head drop. And I assumed mm -hmm. he's he died. dead. And I wrote in all caps, why am I such a softy? Because I was still sad when he dies, when he dies, yeah. when he dies, when, <laughs> when he, he dies, but then await oh, everybody because a fucking uh, Juan, Juan smashes him on the head. head. 
and Lazaro falls over, he's not dead. He just, I guess, was, like, putting his head down to take a little snooze because it's, you know, exhausting to live in the zombie apocalypse. Right. You fucking assholes. You made me feel for this homophobe. Right, totally. So it turns out Lazaro's alive, and he, his scratch wasn't a bite, wasn't anything, and Juan even Lazarus says, how, sh how sure were you that you were fucking bit, dude? And he's like, 30%, and he's like, okay, let's get the you... fuck out of here. <laughs> so we get a little montage of them, like, testing out car things and, like, using all the cars that are in this parking lot where Preacher John brought them in and, uh, earlier, Camila finally has like a little moment where she comes around to her dad and she's like rests her head on on his shoulder and she's like you're finally doing something good he doesn't know what to do i loved that me too you know she has her head on his shoulder she has her arm around his waist he very slowly but cautiously puts his head on her head as well yeah and it was very subtle and well done by this actor and it shows that he is growing but not only that i think it shows a lot of like generational trauma the reason he acts this way the reason he lives this way is because he's been beat down by the country by having to go to angola having to live the marielito life when you believe that you're garbage when somebody shows you that you're not that's really hard mm -hmm. to take in mm -hmm. especially somebody that you care for you don't know how to put those two types of love together love for other person and love for yourself and it's just i thought his struggle to take that love from somebody that he believed he didn't have love from before was, I thought, really nice. Yeah. And, and it was hard it, for him. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That was well done. As somebody with a, with a strained relationship with her dad, I get it. <laughs> um, so Juan and Lazaro head to the malecon. It's dead silent. There's no one there. And he's like, okay, you ready? We're going to do this. And at this point, I'm like, what's going to happen? So they start calling out, like they're literally just like, hey, you fucking dicks, mm -hmm. get over here, we're over here. And this like horde of zombies start approaching them and they fucking kill the shit out of these guys and they pile them up, up against the wall of the malecon. So we've kept saying malecon, I, I probably should have said this earlier, in Cuba, right by the sea, like at the edge of the island, they have a huge, it's like a huge street with like a, an area where you can walk. Literally the ocean sprays you there. If you have the chance, watch Conan in Cuba. Conan O'Brien does a thing where he goes to like different countries sometimes and like experiences them and whatever. And he goes to Cuba and it's a gorgeous. He knows really well how to display the culture and it's absolutely mm. fantastic. And it's very funny to see the difference between his tall, lanky, wide ass and <laughs> fucking this like flavorful, colorful experience. It's, it's very beautiful. And he goes to the Malecon. And he hangs out with these people. They, like, share cigarettes with him. They give him canned, like, uh, rum beverages. It's really fun. Literally with a stranger. Because that's Cuban life. They're like, we're pals. We're friendly. We're lovely. So they pile up this bunch of zombie bodies onto the wall of the malecon towards the ocean. Juan hears a, a boy screaming, auxilio, auxilio. And Juan is like, okay, he kind of has um, an internal struggle. He's like, I could go back with Lazaro, get my people and fi figure out the end of this plan. 
or I can help this boy. And Juan goes to help the boy. And he tells Lazaro, go get the kids. I'll see you guys in a little bit. We cut to, we see uh, there's a little boy in a doghouse and it's the little boy from the beginning with the sodomite quote unquote dad. Mm -hmm. And the dad is now a zombie and he's trying to attack the kid. And there's an intercut, they go back and forth between Juan and the little boy and this dad, and then Lazaro and Camila and California in a souped up fucking like Cadillac <laughs> that has legit rockets, it looks like, on the sides of it. Yeah, it's basically a Cadillac boat with rockets on the side. They're not rockets, they're just kind of like barrels that look like rockets so it can float. So as we see them driving to uh, down the Malecon in this insane car, <laughs> Juan is saving the little boy. He has a fight with this zombie dad and pushes him on. It's like an outside faucet, basically, mm -hmm. like where you would attach a hose or something. But it's like a standing pipe and he pushes this man and he sits on this pipe and then he like pushes him down so that this pipe goes up, up this dude's ass. butt. And, and then, then he, he turns and he says, Sodomite. Just at the end of this movie, they're just throwing homophobic scene after scene after scene at us. I mean, sure, it was hard to like root for them in general, but towards the end, this is where you're like, yes, we're ramping it up. They're going to live. They will survive. That We want this to be good. And you're giving me these moments that are just unnecessary, first of all. Almost there. <laughs> Very upsetting. So Juan takes the the little boy and they run over to the Malecon where they're getting ready with the car. Juan is being chased by the zombies. They're like r literally surrounding them and everything. California, Lazaro and Camila speed up that car and the bunch of zombie bodies that they that Lazaro and Juan had piled up by the wall is now a ramp for them and so they drive and that car flies into the sea and lands and this is the moment where I was like oh it's a boat okay, okay. <laughs> yeah I had caught it that it was a boat but still really cool looking boat and I love that I'm pretty sure they kind of uh it's almost like a free willy style fly over Juan holding this little boy. Absolutely. So the the car lands in the sea. Juan like goes into the water with the boy. He puts him in the car and they're like, all right, hop on in. Let's get to Miami because that's where we're going. And Juan is like, no, I'm staying. I'm a survivor. Basically, I'm not going to leave my country, my city. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. Camila's like, dad, you have to come with us. She calls him dad for the first time. And he says, that's the first time you've ever said that to me. It's enough for him. And he's like, I can do this. So he heads back up to the Malecon. And then My Way by Sid Vicious starts playing. Is that who it was? I, yep. Wow. So <laughs> he gets back to El Malecon and there's a fucking like he sees a sea of zombies and then he says nada más necesito que me den un filo which is what he said at the very top he's like I can survive anything all I need is for, is to have a chance I'm Juan and then he jumps in the air with his machete and he turns into a comic like it goes animated the 
credits kind of start to run, it's all in like, a, it's all drawn out. So it's him murdering all these zombies. He's like kicking a zombie and the eyeballs are coming out of the skull mm -hmm. and he's just fucking- The comic credits were really cool. Dope. And towards the end of this like sequence of him comic beating up all this stuff, we see Lazaro, California, and Camila climbing back up from behind the malecón from the sea and they like pose in a cool like we're the crew pose and then we get the final directed by alejandro burgues uh, oh wait before oh. that it zooms through a, a zombie who has a big hole in the in his body and on his jacket it says hasta la victoria siempre and then you get Alejandro Burgues. Is that supposed to be a Fidel Castro zombie right there? Oh, fuck. I mean, it's a comic. Because it's a green jacket. I didn't think to look to make sure if it was. I didn't see if there was a, like a little hat well, or anything. Well, listener, it's your job now. Would you please get through these after you watch this movie, get through the credits and please let us know? Because uh, maybe that's what it was. I'm going to say it is. <laughs> <laughs> what's your trivia on this fun so movie? i don't have trivia i just went all in on like the lgbtq plus community in cuba go for it this makes me a little bit uncomfortable just because you know i'm a gay man and i continue to learn from and with my community so there's actually a quote that you posted this morning on your insta story from fucking brene brown <laughs> and i just have to share it before i begin this so eileen shared this brene brown quote today caution if you trade in your authenticity for being liked you may experience the following anxiety depression addiction rage blame resentment and inexplicable grief now, I had to write down my thoughts about this because I get so heated and emotional about this kind of stuff. So this is what I wrote. So throughout watching this movie, I kept telling myself, take it easy, Johnny. It's a machista society. These characters don't mean it when they say solomita or maricon. They don't mean it as an offensive term. Mm -hmm. It's just slang. There's a queer lead character. Or maybe Brugues, the director, is trying to make a statement about homophobia in Cuba. However, that does not make it okay. I can be incredibly indecisive, and I always try to see both sides of the story. I'm just going to state it right here and right now. This movie was straight-up homophobic. Maricon, left and right. The Solomita thing at the top. The blowjob sequence. The Lachina death sequence. The Solomita ass penetration. It really made me mad i am the kind of person that i like to just be like take it easy see both sides here give the person the benefit of the doubt but sometimes you just have to like pick your stance and that's how i feel and it makes me incredibly anxious and unsettled too because i grew up in a latin community where it's that machista society and it has riddled me with anxieties about my masculinity and my femininity and everything in between so this was a it was <laughs> it was a tough one for me so this is what i have found out about the lgbtq plus community in in cuba i got most of this from wikipedia and from the new york times so the lgbtq plus people in cuba may face legal challenges not experienced by non-lgbt residents i mean that's 
every everywhere in the world, basically. So talking a little bit about Fidel Castro, he made insulting comments about homosexuality before, you know, way back in the day. He said, in the country, like in the country of Cuba, there are no homosexuals. And that idea reflected the idea of homosexuality as bourgeois decadence, and he denounced maricones as agents of imperialism. Castro explained his reasoning in a 1965 interview. We would never come to believe that a homosexual could embody the conditions and requirements of conduct that would enable us to consider him a true revolutionary. A deviation of that nature clashes with the concept we have of what a militant communist must be. Which basically means militants are macho. Be a man. Yeah, yeah. you gotta be a dude. And then, so... The Cuban gay writer Reynaldo Arenas, who wrote Before Nightfalls with Javier Bardem, which I've never seen. Have you ever seen that movie? Not seen it. I've heard a lot about it. Apparently, it's wonderful. Anyway, so the actual author of that book, Reynaldo Arenas, said, The decade of the 60s was precisely when all the new laws against homosexuals came into being, when the persecution started and concentration camps were opened. So LGBT persons were imprisoned frequently and confined to forced labor camps. And in these camps, they were instituted with all speed to correct such deviations. Verbal and physical mistreatment happened there. Shaved heads, work from dawn to dusk. The camps became increasingly crowded as the methods of arrest became more expedient. I didn't fucking know that these camps existed in Cuba. So Fidel Castro at one point admitted responsibility in his autobiography, My Life, he criticized the machismo culture of Cuba and urged for the acceptance of homosexuality. In a 2010 interview with the Mexican newspaper La Jornada, Castro called the persecution of homosexuals while he was in power a great injustice. And apparently he took responsibility for the persecution, saying, if anyone is responsible, it's me. We had so many and such terrible problems, problems of life and death. In those moments, I was not able to deal with that matter. Which is like... Okay, but okay. like too little too late, my guy? Uh, agreed. So now if people are like a little bit more open to, you know, LGBTQ plus lives and rights, our community in Cuba, in 2018, the National Assembly voted to legalize same-sex marriage. However, it was later removed from the draft constitutions. Many Cubans expressed their opposition to a change in the draft constitu constitution, that would have explicitly opened the door to same-sex marriage, and evangelical churches also ran extensive campaigns against the change, mm -hmm. which was eventually watered down, and I don't know what's happened with it so far. So there is a place called the National Center for Sex Education, Sene 6. Love it. <laughs> in, in Cuba, it's headed by Mariela Castro. Uh, she is Fidel Castro's niece? niece. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Senesex's mission is to contribute to the development of a culture of sexuality that is full, pleasurable, and responsible, as well as to promote the full exercise of sexual rights. The center plays a primary role in education concerning contraception and AIDS, and the center pushed for passage of a law that would provide transgender persons with free sex reassignment surgery, hormone replacement therapy, in addition to granting them new legal identification documents with their changed gender. And I'm awesome. pretty sure that happened. That's fucking that, great. That, which I'm 
shocked. Yeah. Amazing. Pride parades in Havana were held every May to coincide with the International Day Against Homophobia. And I think Senesex and Mariela uh, Castro Castro. had a lot to do with this. Attendance was growing until an abrupt cancellation of the march in 2019. Activists in Havana attempted to hold a small march, but were stopped by security officials who arrested at least three and ordered the rest to disperse. And I was like, why? What the hell? What's this about? Right. So I looked this up and there's a New York Times article. I'm not 100% sure the two are connected, but I'm like 90% sure. So this pride parade was, it wasn't exactly like an official thing. It was the 12th annual Gonga against homophobia, which I love. Love it. It's like the equivalent of gay pride. So since that Gonga was canceled, more than 100 Cubans held their own pride parade, but they did so without a a permit. So a few people were arrested. Now, this is where I was like, what's going on here? Because Senesex, that is this super progressive, you know, uh, this organization that sounds like it supports us, called the march a a provocation. After the cancellation... Mariela Castro and Senesex were like, certain groups have been planning to use the event to undermine the government, and they're emboldened by the escalation of aggression by the Trump administration against Cuba and against uh, Venezuela, because that is an ally of Cuba. However, many LGBT activists said that they believed the government was reacting more to pressure from evangelical churches, which have a growing following in Cuba and have campaigned against the expansion of gay rights. Mirna Rosa Padron Dixon, who was an activist at this march, said, this is not a political march. This is a celebration to give the LGBT community visibility, which that's what it sounds like to me. Just like, don't take our pride parade away from us. Let us express who we are as people. All right, so that's that's basically it. I just wanted to do a little bit about the way this movie made me feel and just find out more about, you know, my community in Cuba. But I wanted to know if Alejandro Brugues ever spoke about this blatant homophobia in this movie. So I looked it up all over, just tried to find articles. Did he talk about it? I found his Instagram and looks like a real nice, handsome guy. He's literally got a picture of honoring RBG. Nice. May... You know, May she uh, rest. he's got the black square for, you know, Blackout Tuesday. So he's clearly like involved you know, in social, yeah, political things like sounds like one of the good guys. But I could find nothing about this particular matter. What about last the, but not least? Did we uh-huh. did we didn't look up the did he write it too? I believe he wrote it too. From what I found on IMDb, he was writer and director. And again, like, you know, we grew up in a a community in that it's just like, you know, maricon this, maricon that. But look, that doesn't mean that it's okay. And it pisses me off. And even if it's like played up for comedy or stuff like that, it's like, that shouldn't, that's not what comedy is. Yeah. I mean, they're, Look, this is the way I feel, and I'm honoring that. And it took your Brene Brown <laughs> Insta post today for me to be like, you know, just accept it, Johnny. This is how you feel. Last but not least, this little thing. I had to talk about the actor who played La China. The actor's name is Jazz Villa. He has a theater company called Jazz Villa Projects. 
And I so desperate, like when I saw La China on screen, I was like, please, God, please, God, please, God, do not let this be a straight actor. Yes, I, I agree. Be, I also felt that, you know, uh, 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 tr- you know, I just wanted to be somebody from our community. However, I found no article stating his sexuality. So yeah. I'm not going to say whether he is. I, I can't say what he is. But however, he does have a very successful theater company in Cuba called Jazz Villa Projects. <laughs> he nailed. Hopefully, oh he's gosh. out and proud if he is. And if uh, he is, yeah, g- g- great. You know, love it. If you're not, listen, you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good and, job. You shouldn't be playing that character. If and you good are luck a with man. your theater company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But good job. Very well said, Johnny. I mean, it needed to be spoken. Makes me nervous. My armpits are sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad Brene brought you the confidence to do well, it. Well, thank you for sharing that because it really spoke to me. My trivia is definitely trivial in comparison. Listen, um, let's hear it. Let's lighten the mood here a little bit, please. It's literally three little things. So Alejandro Burgues, Burgues, Burgues. Uh, said that in the end, when Preacher John, our weird preacher, foreign, non-foreign preacher, he was about to reveal his plan of escape, and we never find out, he says, uh, the director says, that the plan was to steal Granma, the yacht Fidel Castro used to sail back to Cuba from Mexican exile from the Museum of Revolution in Havana, and they would sail away in that amazing <laughs> Lazaro, you could have been riding in Fidel's yacht you dumbass another fun fact is that the director is actually argentinian and not cuban at all oh so there's wow. that okay um, wait did he like he, grow up in cuba me imagino que no me imagino que argentino argentino wow okay all right well and you know che Guevara, bro right yeah hello uh he also <laughs> this is dumb he directed two. <laughs> he directed two episodes of the From Dusk Till Dawn series. Wow! So there's that, which I've never and seen. Wow! Neither have I. I've never seen Dusk Till Dawn. Period. <gasps> we we can do that one for this series. Can we do that one for this? We can because it's Oof. Robert. It's Robert Rodriguez, isn't yes, it? Yes, I love From Dusk Till Dawn. And my final final fact is that. The testicles we saw that fell out of Lazaro's tiny shorts were not his actual <gasps> testicles. Really? Really? I thought they were his <laughs> balls. I was convinced by those so balls. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for some questions? Yes. I forgot we have questions. Eileen, were you scared? No. Same. That being said, what was your best scare in this not really scary movie. For me, it was when they were beating up that guy that turned out to not be a zombie with the helmet, and then that zombie like attacked him. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I did not see that coming. So that was my that was my big scare. For me, it was the one that I should have seen coming but didn't see coming was the opening the door to the Mazda or whatever, <laughs> and that lady jumped. Out. She scared the shit out of me. Favorite character? Gina. Same, the best. Those lines, I just kept writing down all her fucking lines. She was so Everything, good. just so sassy and yeah. hilarious. A delight to watch on screen when she was on 
that's who I was looking at. No one else. Uh, what was your best line? You go first. Well, mine is Gina's line. En ese cuerpo sacaron pan con pinga y se, <laughs> <laughs> y se acabó el pan. <laughs> well, I wrote two, but that's no, that, that one's got to take it for me. Mine, where is it? Can I guess? Sure. Is it, ay, este huevo quiere sal? Sí! <laughs> That's it! Ay, este huevo quiere sal. My God, I will never, oh my God. Este huevo quiere sal. That's it. So forever, good. forever. <laughs> All right, what was your best death? I was in between two. Mm -hmm. um, I really loved the decapitation scene of all the zombies getting oh decapitated God, because yes. I thought that was fucking awesome. But I'm going to give it to Primo's death because I thought it was so gory and mm -hmm. he was such a like tender, fragile baby, like fainting at the sight of blood that I love that they're like, we're going to fuck him up. Yeah. For yeah. me, it was, I keep wanting to say Yayi, but it's Yiya, the, the little old grandma, which I just <laughs> did not see that coming where she got me shot neither. with the harpoon. She dies so fast. I just felt so bad for her. Plus the dead zombified husband kind of pulling himself through the cord. Mm -hmm. Loved it. So good. All right. Did you learn anything about the culture? Yes. Just now here immediately. It just also, I mean, finally looking up what a Marielito is and and Angola. I didn't know about Angola and I didn't realize that that period of time was called El, El Perio Especial. Like there is, mm -hmm. if anything, I have learned the most I have about Cuba and I still feel like an absolute idiot because there Same. is so much fucking more. So yeah. I absolutely, and everything you just said right now about the LGBTQ community and all that, like if anything, out of, the, out of all the movies we've watched so far, I think this is the most knowledge I have <laughs> accumulated. Maybe a close one would be like La Llorona, but I learned yeah. a shit ton in this yes. by watching this movie. Me you know, too. And maybe it was us doing our research, but holy sure. shit. Yeah, because yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it from the movie. Like right. you gotta do your research. For, except for California's like tiny little five line, like this is what Cuba is. <laughs> like that would have been the only actual knowledge from the film. Mm -hmm. But I have learned so much. Same. All right, here we go. How many ooies are you gonna give this movie? I'm gonna give it one and a half. Wow. Because it was, it wasn't, there was no actual, like, scare. The gore wasn't that gory. Like, the zombies were, sure, zombies, but they weren't, like, absolutely disgusting. They were gross, but there was, I've seen worse zombies, basically. Mm -hmm. And, um... And I don't know, there was a lot of it that made me mad and uncomfortable that I was like, this is upsetting. So yeah, I'm going to say one and a half. This again just goes to show what a little softy I am, that I'm giving it <laughs> two because I thought that was mean. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was like kind of the poor CGI, but I yeah. really thought I was being tough by giving it two, but it's just it was just the homophobia that I was like, I'm not feeling it. I am not Tough feeling it. Tough pill to swallow. Yeah. But everybody, watch this movie. 
watch it. I mean, mm-hmm. you're be prepared to be a little uncomfortable and feel a yep. little mad, but mm-hmm. it's it won't be full bad times. Yeah. We yeah. did it. Here we are again. <laughs> Back in America, in the empire uh, of America, uh, please rate and review us on yes. your podcast listening services. Subscribe. We would, uh, subscribe. We appreciate all your listenership, but it's a good way to get people to more people to listen to us. So if you have a moment, give us a sol- give us five stars if you're feeling mm. nice. I mean, why would you not? We're amazing. We're treasures. (laughs) Um, Also, follow us on our social media. Follow us on Instagram at Uikurror and Mm -hmm. on Twitter at Ui underscore Que underscore Horror on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Every Friday, we announce the movie that we're going to be doing the following Monday, so that way you can watch it too uh, over the weekend before we drop the episode, and you could be in on all of our dumb jokes and stupid shit that we say. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We love you so much. Hey, Eileen, I love you. I love you uh, so much. So much. Jesus. <laughs> um. And we'll see you next week, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Sonoro. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.